Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we are joined by Laura Clavery and the Reverend Robert Burnside, who is from Compassion Outreach of America. And Ms. Clavery is part of this in a most vital way of a very important project, something which we kind of hope is going to favorably impact the whole of New Orleans. It is called Safe on Our Streets NOLA, and I know that's something that all of the listeners can identify with. Tell us what it is, how it started, what your aims are. Sure. SOS NOLA, Safe on Our Streets Mm. New Orleans, was founded a little less than two years ago by the St. Charles Avenue Association. Mm -hmm. Um, Our organization got really concerned about the rising crime rate. And we, we looked around and said, you know, what can we do as a neighborhood association? So we started SOS NOLA to bring together all of the neighborhood associations from New Orleans East to Uptown to wherever we could reach. And it's really, really taken off. Today we have 50 neighborhood associations Mm. that are active with us, and they're really concerned about trying to do whatever we can as citizens to reduce the crime rate. You know, you have given me, and you too, Reverend Burns, have given me this book, and it's called An SOS NOLA Toolkit. How did this come about? I think this is wonderful. I've looked at it and am enjoying reading it. It's so useful. Well, about a year and a half ago, we did two things. We did a survey mm-hmm. of you know what citizens think of crime in this city and what they think they can do as individuals. And some of these tactics are implemented uh, are in this book. Mm-hmm. We also had a meeting with a representative from the Department of Justice. And he spoke to our meeting, and one of the things that came out of that is he said, people in New Orleans want to help reduce the crime rate, but they don't know how. Mm. And not only do they not know how to reduce the crime rate, but working with the city government is so difficult. The bureaucratic red tape is just really stops a lot of people just dead in their tracks, and they can't get things done. So what we did is to write this SOS toolkit, mm-hmm. and we identified, first of all, tactics that make a neighborhood safer. Mm-hmm. And then we found neighborhoods that implemented a lot of these tactics and succeeded in you know, making um, security and improvement districts mm-hmm. or street lights or graffiti, getting rid of graffiti or litter or abandoned buildings. And so we asked the neighborhoods themselves to write these chapters, tell us how you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we first put this on our website, SOSNOLA.com. I'm gonna, go ahead, SOS, say it again. SOSNOLA.com. And we really thought this is terrific, but there are a lot of people in this community who don't have computer mm-hmm. access and they need a hard copy. Now, we're a very grassroots organization. You know, we don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we were able to get enough funding and some really wonderful, generous sponsors. Uh, the Garden District Association, mm-hmm. first of all, came to help us, uh, and Mid-City Neighborhood Association donated funds, and we published a 1,000 copies mm. of this booklet, and we have distributed them all over the city. They're in li- uh, libraries, in community health centers, and senior centers all over the city. 
um, and they're free of charge. Anyone who wants one can probably walk into a local library or uh, Kingsley House or the St. Thomas Health Center or wherever mm-hmm. and find them. Well, you know, and they're, they're just, to me, it, they're so wonderful because they're very simple, very easy steps. In other words, it's not like, you know, uh, raise half a million dollars and then hire a security guard for every home. No, nothing like that. Just something that any individual with their groups. And let's talk about some of these groups. How many groups do you have who are participating in this? We have about 50 neighborhoods right now. Some are more active than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we would like for your listeners to do is to get on the phone and call their neighborhood association. Sure. And say, do we belong to SOS NOLA? And if they do, hooray. If they don't, they can get on our website and join. Mm -hmm. Um, We really want to reach. We want to touch every corner of the city because crime impacts everyone. Absolutely. And all of the things you talk about in this toolkit impact just about everybody all over the city. And it maybe not crime per se, but certainly things that make life in the city less pleasant and bothersome and in, in really in a, in a big way. So, yes, please, I, I would encourage everyone to go to their library, go to their community center, any place, and pick this book up, or go on your website and get this. Or you all mentioned something very important that's happening. This is happening, what, February 28th? That's the next, well, Wednesday following part of the show. Yes. Go ahead. So when is that? That'll be our next meeting. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. March uh-huh. the 28th. No, no, February 28th. February, 28th. February, February. Oh, I'm please. sorry. Did I say March? Excuse me. It's February 28th at uh, Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard at the Dryads Market, mm. which is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous yes. place. Third floor. We're going to have John Casbon and Joe Givens, both of the New Orleans Police and Justice Foundation. Um, and they're going to talk about two very important programs that are being started. Uh, one involves the Ministers Coalition. Mm. They're trying to get 200 ministers, Mm -hmm. like Reverend Burnside uh, and others, to be part of this, to kind of be on the front lines of helping solve the crime problem. And the second thing they're going to talk about is adding crime cameras to the front of every church in this city. Wow. And I think this would be too big deterrence to crime. I know Reverend Burnside has been very successful in reducing crime in his neighborhood by implementing a lot of these tactics. Um, why don't you tell them about yeah, that? Tell us yes, your story. And, and, but uh, but well, you are true. It is true. Like anyone can get involved with this, and that's kind of what happened with us um, in our in the St. Saint Claude Saint neighborhood, the Upper Ninth Ward area. Mm-hmm. And um, that that murder was a on the rise in our neighborhood, and. And that's kind of what, what happened was is that collectively as a community, we, we wanted to do something about this. And and so for us, it was like, okay, we're meeting some spiritual needs. We're, mm-hmm. we're having church service. We're having Bible study. And so um, we believe that God just kind of gave us this revelation sure. of, you know what, let's change the visible presence of this neighborhood. Um, and so we began to paint houses. That was that was our first oh. project, it was our Project 45015, where we— can paint a whole house, the double houses, mm-hmm. for four hundred and fifty dollars with Whoa. fifteen volunteers with five and five days. We implemented um, a trash um, um, project where we had kids painted trash cans and we put trash cans in places where guys was hanging out at. Um, 
tutoring kids in the, in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so getting everyone involved. And so when we brought volunteers here, people in the neighborhood would cook for those volunteers. Oh, how nice. Yeah. That was their that was their sure. way of participating in of the transformation of our of our neighborhood, um, and connecting with the school. We d- we've brought um, volunteers in. Mm-hmm. We've done um, school um, blitz where we tutor kids. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like 50 people in a school in three days where we're tutoring students. And so we saw all those all of these different things participated in the, the crime. So if you if there were guys hanging out at a place. And we saw this house that maybe had the X's and O's yeah. still in the house. Well, you know what we did? We said, okay, let's let's light this place up. So <laughs> we would paint that home in a bright color. And we saw the impact that the guys was not, they didn't continue to hang out in that spot. <laughs> yeah, because they knew there was, some, there was a light it was shining a light. It was on a light. it. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, for us, over the last um, five years, we've had, over 6,000 volunteers, yeah. over 100,000 hours of um, of manpower. We've painted 98 homes in that mm. neighborhood. Uh, we've um, had over 200 students go through our community leadership mm-hmm. um, program. And I, I'm going to just tell you this. I, I, um, I got the data. I looked at it. We reduced, we, we was averaging 17 murders yeah. in our neighborhood. We reduced it down to two murders. We're down to about seventy-eight percent reduction mm. in murders in our neighborhood, and and, and we, we we can really say we can contribute to us implementing these things that the kit has. I, I, what happened was I met Laura about a year ago, and we was just having casual conversation, and she began to tell tell me about the kit, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, oh, <laughs> cleaning up. Blight? Okay. Yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah. Um, painting yeah. the homes. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. And so she was going on this list and was like, these are the things that we implemented in our neighborhood and we got the results. So it's, this is not a theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not pie in the sky. No, no, well, maybe no. if you if somebody would go do it, it would happen. No. no what no. happened? You it, said, it happened. we'll we, go do it. And yeah. not just murder, but also yeah, crime. Of like, course. Like just yeah. crime. Like we... The fifth district commander, they. Um, this is what I'm saying. I saw the data. Yeah. They said, "Hey, you know what? We have reduction." So what we did was we blocked off. So we have our church in the middle. Mm-hmm. We took ten blocks front, ten blocks behind, and we just kind of had a radius that we kind of focus in yeah. on. And we focus in on that neighborhood, on that area. We looked at the data from the police department, and they said, within this area, mm-hmm. within this area, we saw reduction, not just in murders. Because we saw that. Yeah. I didn't know that they were not, not having any more robberies and all those things. We got that from the 5th District. Mm-hmm. They showed us those things. And, and listen, I, I, I'm i one of those people saying, like, you know what? I know. <laughs> and of I speak course. about this with boldness and with, with, with confidence because I know the results that you can get. So if every neighborhood oh, absolutely. in the city mm-hmm. would say that, you know what? This crime affect us absolutely directly or indirectly, and that if we can come together, we can as neighborhood association. And if I'm, you know, we have a lot of partnerships. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of partnership. You it wasn't to. like yeah. six thousand volunteers did not come from my church. <laughs> I don't have six thousand people. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't make a few phone yeah, calls yeah, and yeah, they appeared. Yeah, no, yeah, you know. What I think is really exciting about what we're doing and what Reverend yeah. Burnside is doing 
is that now that we have this little blueprint in the SOS NOLA toolkit, Reverend Burnside has offered to talk to individual neighborhood groups. That's so important. And say, this is how you can bring your people together. This is how you do it. And he's willing to generously go out and talk to people. I was going to bring that up. I said maybe one of the things for any listeners, we all, you get people go around and put things in your door about please come to the meeting at the church down the street or, you know, wherever you meet. When you get one of those things, maybe you've never been before, why don't you call the number on it and say, you know, here's a group. It's called SOS NOLA, Safe on Our Streets NOLA. Why don't you get them to some, send a speaker, somebody to tell us how in this neighborhood we can bring about a change? And you'd be, if Reverend Burnside, you'd be a fabulous person to go to all of these things. And, and not all of them. I know your life is, you, unfortunately, you only have 24 hours in the day like the rest of us. But that would be wonderful if you would do that. We definitely, we, um, we've, as a, um, as an organization, Compassion Outreach of America, that's, mm-hmm. we have a um, curriculum mm-hmm. that we've created. It's a four model curriculum and it's for churches, it's for nonprofit organizations. Where we, there's a systematic way that you can do this where everyone participate, right? Yeah. And and it's it's for all stakeholders in the community. Um it's not intrusive. No. <laughs> it, well. It's not about you coming to my church. It yeah. is it yeah. is about how do we collectively with with uh, on one accord with all resources, because there's assets in the community. There are. Sometimes there are. we think that we have all the, you know, as a church, sometimes we say, yeah. you know, we're going to bring. Well, there we found out that we did an asset mapping. With There are people who, who are carpenters mm-hmm. who help with some of the homes. There's guys who are mechanics who help with some of the, the cars that was mm-hmm. abandoned on our street, you know. And so some of those things. And so when you bring all of those resources together, I'm telling you something, you would get the results. And I, like I said, I say this with confidence sure. and assurance because I know that if you implement these things that's in this kit, that's already laid out for you. Sure. Step <laughs> you know, by step. Step by step. If you implement those things, I'm telling you, you would, you know, and I, and I know that, you know, we pray. Oh, and I believe that through our prayer, God led us to this strategy to implement in our community to be able to get the results that we got. And so... Well, and you have to be led sometime by an impetus. In other words, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and that's yes. on earth, and that's what we have to we have to follow. And I, it, to me, it just seems so wonderful. And to recognize the talent that is already in a community yes. that perhaps, you know, they've just been sitting around. And you know, when you talk about lowering the murder rate, of course, that's terribly important. That's the thing that we always see in the newspaper. But a lot of these things that happen in neighborhoods that disturb people also make them feel unsafe. I mean, if somebody is going through cars or hanging around and drinking and getting into a fight in front of someplace, you know, that's that doesn't make anybody feel safe. You know, when we started SOS NOLA, that was one of the most interesting things that I I learned, that crime is is neighborhood oriented. For example, um, in Uptown and the Garden District, people are really more concerned about armed robberies, uh, carjackings, mm-hmm. pretty terrible things. Oh, well, yeah. But when we started talking to people in New Orleans East, mm-hmm. it was the abandoned buildings mm-hmm. that were hotbeds of crime. Yes. They were where prostitution was taking place, uh, meth labs, 
murders. I mean, these people had so many horrific stories to tell. And it was all because of the abandoned buildings in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. East. Well, that's one of the things we talk about in, in this book, how to get rid of it. Now, they have a lot more than most neighborhoods. But, it, you know, crime happens everywhere. Of course. And this is really no way to live. No. You know, I, I go to other communities where my friends really feel safe and they can walk sure. their dog at night. You know, I, and I don't, even in the garden district, I do not feel safe just out taking a walk after dark. Absolutely. You know, and it's terrible to think about, like, I've gone in neighborhoods where there have been houses that I've looked at and said, that house is going to fall on the next door. And you have children playing on the, you know, going up and fiddling around on the porch. It's terrifying. You know, Mm -hmm. the house looks to me like it's going to fall down. That can't be a safe neighborhood for the children that live there, for the people that live on either side or all up and down the street. What if it catches on fire and then the whole neighborhood, you know, two houses or houses go up? No, this is something that's impacting neighborhoods, and we have to know how to do it in a a sensible way. It's not easy. But it can be done, and you've put it all step by step here. I'm so excited about this, and I hope you know everyone that's listening is getting kind of excited about it too. Well, I think if we can do anything, we can give power to the people. Absolutely, because there are times when I really, and I think members of our organization feel as if crime is not number one on the agenda at City Hall. Well, and I don't know if it's because it's so enormous. Or it's what? hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If we don't get a hold of the crime problem mm-hmm. in the city, yeah. we'll lose the city. Please. Yeah. So I want to say this, that a lot of things that we implemented was an organic kind of thing, mm-hmm. like trial and error kind of thing. And so that's what I really love about this kit is that it helps with the strategy. It, sure. it, it kind of lays it out. It, it kind of gives you a plan. Uh, once again, we, we purchase a home because, just like you were saying, yeah. a home leaning on someone else's home was like, you know what? Yeah. And we saw guys going to the house. Sure. We were able to purchase this home, renovate this home, and someone in the neighborhood purchased that mm-hmm. home from us. But if you have this plan, it made it easier for us the next couple of years Sure. Once we have these, um, when we had, once we had the plan, once we had the plan, we were able to measure our success, you know, sure. uh, with that. And so that's what, once again, I love about the book is that it helps you lay out this thing. You don't have to be blind walking around like we were at the initial, uh, initially, initially when we started this, this process, right? Sure. It lays it out. It gives you some steps. And what we offer, once once again, this curriculum that we have with this four model, mm-hmm. with this, it can it can be accomplished. And I think that a lot of people don't we 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 don't attempt to do things because it's a, it is enormous. It is big. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. But but with with someone with you, sure, giving you this one two A B C one sure. two three kind of thing, and that's what we want the listeners to know that 
SOS, with Compassion Outreach of America, collectively, we want to walk you. We want to walk alongside of your neighborhood association to help you to impact your community. Because I don't believe that this would just happen for the St. Claude neighborhood. I believe that it would happen for every community that says, you know what, collectively, we can do something about this crime. We can do something about it. And if every neighborhood does this, then we would see the impact it would have on our city overall. And, and, and safe zone, like that is one of our things. Like we, we talk about that. We want to have safe zones. We, sure. Safe zones, we consider our neighborhood as a safe zone mm-hmm. where kids can go in our neighborhood and they can have fun, right? They can walk home from school. Sure. And, uh, ride bikes. Ride bikes. Play in the, right. stru- not in the street, yeah. but on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah, outside not, not the house. Street, not the street. Not the street. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's also important. One of the things that I love about particularly the, the chapter in I'm looking at their magazine, which is yellow. So if you see it at the library, pick it up. But one of the things is talk about cleaning the neighborhood, like how you can get together as a group and you give good rules for get some gloves. You know, and you could probably get all of that donated, gloves and bags and hand wipes and face masks. I bet somebody, I bet a hardware store would do it in the neighborhood or the grocery store would do it, get a group of people together and go through and pick it up. And particularly after Mardi Gras, I mean, I go through neighborhoods now and you look around and it looks like <laughs> the parade happened 15 minutes ago when we all know good and well. <laughs> you know, thank goodness it's been it's been over for a while. And that kind of thing can't help but bring kind of everybody down to see, you know, junk in the street and cans and bottles and broken bottles and things. So, you know, you you give wonderful direct, here's what you need to do. And it's simple. It's not no rocket science involved. You know, one of the things uh, we found out in, in putting this booklet together is there are a lot of nonprofits doing exactly sure. the kind of work that we need. For example, if you really have a serious problem with litter abatement mm-hmm. in your pro- in your neighborhood, there's an organization called New Orleans Trash Mob. Okay. They, they wrote the whole chapter on that in uh-huh. this book. Um, but, you know, is it just about neighborhoods? It's, it's, it's about finding the right resources. Mm-hmm. And they, they are out there, but you have to really look for them. Well, maybe in reading this book, people won't have to work so hard yeah. to find the right sources for help. And all of this is people helping people. This is sure. not about the government. This is not about uh, Coming up with some fancy plan. Sure. It's just Spending a million dollars and hiring somebody to tell you what to do. You know, if we don't help each other, I don't know who's going to help us. <laughs> That's the problem is a lot of this you just have to kind of do for yourself. You can't, you know, you can't wait for somebody to come and sweep my front porch. You know, I have to get out there and do it myself. And I think you've you've kind of expanded this to neighborhood, whole neighborhood thing. Well, you know, we want more neighborhoods to join this organization. Sure. We would love it. And we want your ideas. Um, and, and if you read this book and find some other strategies that could be implemented, I know Reverend Burnside just talked about tutoring programs. Yes, very you know, important. I think those are so important. We haven't gotten to that. Maybe that will be our next book. We can get our next money together. Remember that you can't, you know, this is something that I always have to stop. You you get too ambitious about something right at the beginning and you start moving into other things. When this is very important, you got to get one thing and do it well and keep doing it. And 
alas, with most things, you kind of have to just keep doing it over and over again, don't you? I wish you could do things and like you solve the crime problem, just like that. There, there isn't a silver bullet, is there? It, it isn't. Or but, a magic wand. Oh, yeah. And so I think it's very important about networking. Yeah. So we work with an organization called Link New Orleans. And what Link does is support other organizations, Christian organizations that engage the community. And we do leverage resources from those other um, mm, organizations, good. you know, like uh, trying to facilitate 6,000, not at one time, but trying to facilitate 500 volunteers. It takes that. And so, um, like I said, just the network, Link New Orleans is another great partner that we connect, help us to connect with other ministries across the city to be able to do this work. And so it, it's, it's a partnership thing. Sure. Everything's a partnership. When we first started, when St. Charles Avenue Association mm-hmm. first started SOS NOLA, we didn't even know how to reach out to other organizations, but we formed a coalition with St. Claude Main Street, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful group. And through that, word got out. And now, you know, we have 50 organizations. Perfect. You Pretty know, exciting. this is, to me, this is just so encouraging with everything in the world that's going on. You know, you get, sometimes you get kind of down and depressed, but this, this really is a very impressive thing and very important work you're doing. Now, as you see, time goes fast. And uh, let's go back over the meeting that you're having. So I know that some of you are listening and you'll have missed the meeting, but listen to it anyway and get your book. And you can call. The good news about this is if you start, you probably will. Don't you think people will kind of develop their own maybe avenues? In other words, they'll sure. call somebody and the person will say, no, 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 I don't do that. But you know who does just like you with linked. But, you know, this person does and you're on the road. Sure. Our next meeting is Wednesday, February the 28th. It will be at noon mm-hmm. at the Dryads Market at, at 1307 Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard on the third floor boardroom. Um, we would love, love, love for every person listening to this to call his or her neighborhood association, find out if your association belongs to SOS NOLA, ask your president or a representative to come to the meeting mm-hmm. this Wednesday at noon, February 28th, and, and hear about the Crime Camera Coalition, uh, Crime Camera Program, mm-hmm. the Minister's Coalition, sure. and to find out what SOS NOLA is doing. Also, go to your local library, community center, health center, and pick up a copy of, of this. And if you belong to an association that can help us fund the publication <laughs> of more yes. SOS toolkits, please let us know. This is so important and such such a wonderful thing. And thank you all so much for giving up your time to come and talk to us about it. And I think, I hope we'll hear more of you. And can anybody go to the meeting? I mean, is that open to the public? Sure. Okay. You know where that is? Just from some of my listeners, you might remember the Myrtle Banks School on Aretha Castle Haley. It's been now turned into a perfectly beautiful building. With Wonderful. I mean, I've been to a bunch of meetings there, and it's lovely. Lots of parking in the back, and so... No, there's no impediment to you getting there and going to this at noon or 12.30. What was it? It's 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. So get there at 12 o'clock and you'll be ready to go. Thank you all so much for coming. This has been Laura Clavery and the Reverend Robert Burnside talking to us about SOS NOLA. This has been Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.